Let us pray. God, we thank you for this morning, for this opportunity to freely gather here and worship you. And God, we thank you that you desire to speak into our hearts and minds and lives this day and each and every day. And Lord, speak to us now as we continue this journey through this prayer that you gave us through Jesus. May my words be yours. In Jesus' name, amen. We're continuing our series on the Lord's Prayer. We're almost there. Uh, next week is the last week. This is the last part of the regular prayer before we get to the closing of the prayer. If you've missed some of these or are interested, uh, just be reminded you can always go back and listen to any of the sermons as long as there weren't technical difficulties online or can borrow a DVD from the church or if we need to get you a CD, we can do that as well. But we want uh, you to have access to those things if you need to have them again or hear them if you felt like you missed something. The past two weeks, we've been singing the Lord's Prayer, and we've sung a version that many of you are familiar with, and we've received lots of feedback about that from you, and we really do appreciate that. And for this week and next week, we will sing the Lord's Prayer as well, a, a version that may be a little different to you, and we'll have help through that today. And we do this because we thought it would add to the meaning of this series as we go through the Lord's Prayer together. So we get to what I think today is the hardest part of the Lord's Prayer in terms of the, sense, and the fact I think it creates the most confusion. While the forgiveness may be the hardest part to do, I think that this part of the Lord's Prayer is the hardest part to understand. And there's a lot of questions about it. There's a lot of language issues. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil or the evil one. And I want to give us some clarity on some of the language here because it's an instance where our understanding of English words doesn't really fit what was originally written here in the scripture. And that's part of the reason I think that we get confused. But first I want to share with you some general thoughts about this prayer. It is, of course, a petition, a request to God, but it's a tender one. Think of it as the request of a sweet, innocent child. If you can't remember what that's like, I will let you borrow Abby for a day. And surely she will want something at some point, and she does this very well. It's a request for the future. It's a request, really, of protection. Maybe you remember a time where someone you were entrusted to care for or someone who was entrusted to care for you where you were scared and you desired that protection. It really is a prayer of protection, a childlike prayer. It's a reminder that Satan and evil are real, in case we forget or need some convincing. Jessica and I, as part of Lent, have fasted from the news, so we've seen a little less of those two things the past couple months. It's also a reminder of God's power, of the power of God to take over and deal with all things that even though Satan may be real and may be after us, that evil is real and difficult, that we might be tested and tempted, that we might even experience our own little mini personal hells on earth, that God is powerful, that God is with us, that God can overcome all these things. And so this prayer for us is a reminder. It is a prayer of the future. We oftentimes get stuck in the present. 
especially, I think, in the church. Not just this church, but all churches. We can also get stuck in the past as people and as a church. And I love that the Lord's Prayer, this line, and really the next line in a lot of ways, get us focused so much on the future. So it certainly is a prayer for the future. But I want to look at this first word, the, the word I think that trips us up the most, temptation. Our assumption is that temptation is always bad. Maybe it's a fair assumption. To, temptation means to be enticed to sin. That's literally what it means. And we all face temptation, right? We all face these moments. But understand clearly, it is not God who tempts us. It is not God who sits there and says, well, let me see if Marcus cannot be enticed with X or with Y. God does not tempt us. That tempting is, of course, a part of reality. It's a part of our sinful nature. And it is the work, the leverage, the strategy of the evil one. That's what temptation is. But again, we assume something with this word. And, and in this word, the word temptation, as we understand it today, is not really true to the original word that's here. The, the original word really means testing. Testing in terms of difficult circumstances. Difficult circumstances that may make our life and or our faith a challenge. Maintaining our faith a challenge. So this word really should be testing. Testing is more accurate to what is said here, especially as we understand those English words in our limited language. It's testing. And we all face times of testing, right? Anyone who's been married's faced some times of testing, right? Anyone who's breathed has faced some times of testing. Whether it's our patience or our attitude or our character or our temper, we've all been tested. Whether it's a difficult situation, a broken relationship, awful circumstances, financial challenges, a really bad winter, We've all been tested and continue to be tested. Again, these are not things that come from God. Our tests do not come from God. God does not sit and say, I wonder if. Let me do this to Marcus and see, and see how strong he is. See what happens. These times of temptation and testing are both a result of three things. The natural sin in the world the natural evil that results, and the evil one who likes to take all things and use them for bad. You see, we have a God who redeems, who takes all things and uses them for good, the good, the bad, and the mundane. But there's also another force in this world that takes the good, the bad, and the mundane and tries to use them for bad. But make no mistake about it. God allows us to be tested. God allows us to be tested. That's the point of this prayer. We will face testing. We will face temptation. God allows these things. God allows us to be tested. It's part of the reality of having free choice, of having free will. It's a part of reality of life that God allows for this testing to happen. 
I don't think that God's any more excited about it than we are. But God wants to make good of it. This prayer is us looking to God and saying, God, in these times of temptation, but more importantly, in these times of testing, help me not to fail and be with me. Luther pointed out that we pray this prayer so that God might make good of these moments. And truth be told, some of the most difficult moments in my life have yielded some of the best results, some of the greatest fruit, some of the most wonderful moments of learning, some of the best relationships, some of the best experiences. That with focus on and faith in God, with inviting God into those moments and trusting God, great things come out of them. Really great things oftentimes. But it's hard to feel or think about that or remember that in the midst of it. And that's why this is our daily prayer. That's why this is a part of the prayer that Jesus gave us, the coverall, to cover all the things we needed. It's why it's a part of our prayer every week, because it's reality. It's what we face. And I think it's in those times where things are the most difficult that it can be the hardest to remember to go to God. God is with us. This is meant to be a powerful prayer. And because we don't understand it, because it comes at the end, I think sometimes we end up mumbling our way through it. But we know who wins. We know who's won. And so we have this promise from Jesus that we will be delivered from our times of testing, temptation, evil and the evil one. That brings me to the second part of the prayer. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil or the evil one. Same difference. You know, there, it's important for us to understand that evil is real and that there is an evil one that is at work in the world. Never more powerful than God, but certainly can lead us astray, certainly can distract us, certainly can help us get pointed in the wrong direction. And we don't always know how to talk about the evil one. We don't always know how to name the evil one. I think even especially so in the church. And perhaps the best thing I've ever heard said about the devil came from C.S. Lewis. He said, there are, there are two mistakes that you can make with the devil. The first mistake is to overestimate the devil. We oftentimes give the devil too much power. Everything that bad that happens, every heartburn, every moment, we blame the devil. Illness, all sorts of things. But he says equally is challenging. An equal mistake would be to not recognize, to not give enough credit to the devil. Sometimes we go about and forget to think that there is a battle. There is a spiritual battle in our lives and in the world. I find it ironic although not enjoyable, that it's the times where I'm the most focused on God and where everything is clicking in ministry and family and everything else, those tend to be the most challenging times in life for me internally. Because I don't think the evil one likes focus on God. In fact, I'm convinced. And I have to remind myself what's really happening because we often underestimate the power of the devil in our lives and in the world. 
And so I think Lewis's words of wisdom here are important for us. That we've got to remember that evil exists. The evil one exists. Of course Jesus comes to the end of the prayer with words like this because we've got to remember that. Because what happens so often times is we, we, we embrace God, we get into a church routine, we fall in love with God, and, and then we just kind of go about our life with a little of God sprinkled in. But this prayer, and especially this part of the prayer, is that we must invite God into every moment. Otherwise, someone else creeps in without us knowing it. It's real easy. And the irony is the more that we pursue God, the more we fall in love with God, the more the evil one gets grumpy. The more the evil one tends to come after us. But the evil one is real. And the evil one's only desire is to tear down. To tear down. To tear us down. To tear our faith down. To tear those around us down. To tear the church apart. Because if the evil one can tear us down, we don't look to God. We focus on that. We focus on the brokenness, on the sin, on the bad situation. So oftentimes I hear people talk about how horrible the world is. But in my young age, I've been hearing that my whole life. Same story, different headline. We've got to focus on God in the midst of these moments, in the midst of our everyday moments, in the midst of temptation, in the midst of testing. And so Jesus gives us this part of the Lord's Prayer. God, don't lead me into these things. Don't give me these things. But if I have to face this testing, if I have to face temptation, if I have to face the evil one, deliver me, be with me, save me, rescue me, make something good of it. That's what this prayer means. God, please don't let me face those situations. But if I do, this word deliver is so powerful. Rescue, save me, redeem me, make something good of this. You see, I think I've said that we have this Christian cliche that, and we think it's scriptural, it's not. It, it, God never gives us more than we can handle. It's not in the scripture. It's not necessarily true. And if it's true, God and I have a very strong disagreement on how much I can handle. But what we do hear from scripture from our first to last lesson is this. God does not give us more temptation than we can handle. That God will always provide a way out of the testing. God will always provide a way out of the temptation. God does not promise us no suffering, but God does promise us that we won't have testing and temptation that we cannot handle. There will always be a way. God will always make a way for us. That's part of the point of the cross, that God made a way. God's good at that, making a way. I'm glad for that. I need a way a lot of times. Sometimes I create things. Sometimes I stumble into things. Sometimes <laughs> others create things. And I need God to give me a way out, a different way. You see, this part of the Lord's Prayer reminds us that evil is real. Suffering is real. Temptation is real. Testing is real. That we do experience our own personal versions of hell. But God is with us. 
And we pray to God, God, please, I don't want those moments. But if they happen, if life happens to me, wait, when life happens to me, deliver me, God. Save me, rescue me, make me new. It's a reminder, just like give us this day our daily bread, that we are to look to God in all things, in all circumstances, in all challenges. Because the great news of Easter is that God has and continues to deliver us. Deliver us from pain, from suffering, from rejection, from testing, from temptation, from brokenness, from all these things that come. And so I think sometimes when I get to this part of the prayer, I need to remember that I had to pray this with more boldness, with more faith, with more trust. Knowing that God has already got a way to deliver me. And so many times this prayer is just us asking for God to show us that way. Because there's always a way. It's oftentimes slow. Especially for somebody who does not have the spiritual gift of patience. But there always is a way. And that's the great news. That we're not alone. And that there's always a way. Let us pray. God, we thank you for these words. That though we wish that evil and temptation and testing were not real, we recognize, God, that it's not your desire. And as we face these things in life, as life happens to us and because of us, God, we pray that you would deliver us. You would show us the way out. You would remind us that you are always with us, that we would experience your presence in all things, especially, Lord, the most difficult things. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.